I figure you won that much fairly. The farmer's hands fumbled with the coins and bills as he stuffed them into his pants pocket. He exuded the frenzy of a fox prepared to gnaw off his foot to escape a trap. Now pick up your gun real easy, like, and get out of here. Kermit obeyed. Only a miracle prevented the pistol from firing in his trembling hands as he let down the hammer and reholstered it. And I advise you not to come back until you learn to cheat without getting caught. The farmer was humiliated, but vastly relieved that his heart was still beating, that he wasn't bleeding profusely from a gunshot wound, and that he wasn't going home penniless to his harping wife. He left, vowing to himself that he would never return. The piano player resumed his jumping, jangling tune. Other patrons of the gambling hall drifted back to their tables, shaking their heads in amusement. Smokes abandoned and ashtrays were relit. The bartender immediately began to refill glasses. Pardon the interruption, Jake said congenially to the other players as he scooped his own pile of winnings off the table. Divide the rest, he said of the money the farmer had wisely left on the table. Thanks, Jake. See ya. You could have killed him for pulling a gun on you like that. Damn sure could have. We'd have backed you. Damn solid busters. Jake shrugged, turned away, and left them talking. Taking a slim cheroot out of his shirt pocket, he bit off the end and spat it on the floor. Striking a match with his thumbnail, he lit the cigar as he weaved his way through the tables toward the oak bar that extended the width of the room. According to rumor, it had been shipped piece by piece from St. Louis to Fort Worth and painstakingly assembled. It was ornately carved, bedecked with mirrors and lined with bottles and glasses that were kept highly polished. The proprietress wouldn't tolerate dust. Brass spittoons were strategically placed along the brass rail of the bar. Spitting on the floor was not allowed in Priscilla Watkins' Garden of Eden. Hand-lettered signs posted along the bar at six-foot intervals said so. Jake smiled. That floor, waxed to a high gloss, was now desecrated by the tip of his cigar. He also took a perverse pleasure in making sure the spurs on his boots scarred the surface the madam of the establishment took such pride in. A grin tugged at the corners of his thin, wide lips. Priscilla. Just as his mind conjured up her name, he spotted her poised on the bottom step of the curving staircase, looking as resplendent as the Queen of Sheba. Clad in bright purple satin with black lace trim, she would catch any man's eye. Always had. When Jake had first met her almost twenty years ago, she had worn well-laundered calico. But she had turned heads even in that. Her ash-blonde hair was piled on the top of her head, and decorated with a single purple ostrich plume that curled down around her cheek and flirted with the dangling jet earring. She held her head at a regal tilt. Indeed, this whorehouse was her domain. She ruled it like a despot. If customers or employees didn't like the way she managed things, they were summarily dismissed and escorted off the premises. But everybody in Texas knew that the Garden of Eden in Fort Worth was in this year of 1890 the best whorehouse in the state. Priscilla extended a slipper-shod foot and stepped off the bottom stair. 
proudly, leaving behind her a wake of musky scent, imported from Paris. She made her way to the bar just as Jake was lifting a glass of whiskey to his mouth. You just cost me a customer, Mr. Langston. Jake didn't even turn his head, but nodded toward the bartender to pour him another shot. I think you can afford to lose one or two, Pris. It irritated the hell out of her for him to call her that. He took as much pleasure doing it as he did in scuffing the floor of her saloon. Only an old friend like Jake could get by with either one. Were they friends or enemies? She was never quite sure. Why is it that things can go fine for months, and the minute you come in, there's trouble? Is there? Always. The sodbuster drew a gun on me. What did you expect me to do? Turn the other cheek? You provoked him. He was cheating.